Hello everyone, my name is Adebin Kwesiakbeyi. This is the podcast for the children between the ages of 6 to 13. Today, we'll be looking at a very important topic, a very important topic to humanity, the reason for our existence. And the topic is titled, God's Love. In our last edition, we talk about love. And I remember we we define love as an expression of affection towards another. And I went on to define it as when the happiness and the well-being of another person matters to you. And I remember we went further to talk about the characteristics of love. And we said love is caring, love is patient, love is kind. Love is not proud, love is sharing, love is forgiven, love is not jealous, love does not hate. Because love does not even have evil talk at all. I remember we took our memory verse from the book of John chapter 3 verse 16. Like I said last week, many of us know the memory verse from hand. And we said, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believe in that son of his, Jesus Christ, will not perish, but have everlasting life. Today we'll be going deeper, and we want to look at God's love. Our memory verse is still the last memory verse. John chapter 3, verse 16, says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. Praise the Lord. Before we move on, I want us to bow down our heads for prayers. Our God and our Father, we ask of you this morning that in the name of Jesus Christ, give us understanding of the word love, your kind of love, God's love. As we go into the teachings, open our hearts and our hearts ears of understanding to it so that indeed your love will be shed abroad in our heart and we will have the understanding of how that love can be used in our life and transform our life to the glory of your name for in jesus christ's name we have prayed praise the lord god's love god's love before i will go into the teaching of the word the topic God's love I want to tell of a story that we are all familiar with the story of Adam and Eve in the garden of Eden at creation God created Adam and Eve and kept them in the garden of Eden provided all for them all that any man would think of they have shelters they have clothes everything food wasn't the problem Everything was just there in the garden. That's love that will make a father to provide for the children. Just like our earthly father will always provide for us and our earthly brothers, they're always there meeting our needs. God helping them to meet our needs. Praise the Lord. So in the garden of Eden, they were there. God is always coming down to dwell, fellowship with them, play with them, talk with them, chat with them. But the time came, Adam and Eve, made a mistake. The 
sinned. They disobeyed God. God gave an instruction. I said, do not eat out of this fruit for the reason not to God. But as children to God, Adam and Eve, they disobeyed God and they ate of the fruit. And that was the mistake they made. And sin came into their life. And they have to leave the comfort zone that God gave unto them because they were ashamed of themselves. And they left to the world. But pained God so much because God loved us. Just like if our daddy or our mommy gave our instructions and we don't obey them. Do you know how painful it is in their hearts when you disobey them and they want to scold you for it? The same thing happened when Adam and Eve made the mistake and they disobeyed God. But God loved them so much that he had to look for another plan. And what was the great plan God had? God had the great plan of sending his son, Jesus Christ, the most valuable thing that God has, the most precious thing that God has, his only begotten son, to come and dwell among us on the surface of the earth, live the life like we live, and die for the mistake that Adam and Eve committed, so that we can be made pure, we will no longer have the mistake, we will no longer have the sin in us and we'll keep fellowshipping with God. And that's why that memory verse is telling us that whosoever believe in Jesus Christ will have everlasting life. That means once you believe in Jesus Christ, you have a life that is connected back to God, a life of abundance, a life that will take you back to the comfort of where God gives you everything. So let me move on with our story. Jesus Christ was given birth by Joseph and, and Mary was given birth to the family. Mary gave birth to Jesus Christ. And he grew just like we grew. Jesus Christ grew. He went to school. He does his houses. He obeys his parents. He does not fight. He does not do anything wrong. In fact, he, he was so pure. And while he grew, they made a choice. And what was the choice? The choice to die for us on the cross of Calvary so that he can put on our mistakes, every of our mistakes, every of our disobedience, every of our stubbornness, every of our lying, every of our fighting, every of our selfishness, every of our greedy, every of all those things that we used to do, their mistakes. He put it on, on himself. Nailed to the cross and he died. That was the reason why he came. So that we can come back to Father and have this fellowship with the Father. You can imagine. For the only child of God. Only child of God. You can imagine the love that God has for us. He had to sacrifice his own son for us. So that we can come back to him. So that we can be more to him. He took the sin of everybody. And he brought us back to God so that all of us can be children of God. So he sacrificed one precious thing to him, and he had a lot of us. And that is why we should understand that God loves us so much. 
the love that is sacrificial, the love that is given. That's why we're going back to those characteristics we learned last week. God is, is, is sharing. God is sacrificial. The love that God gives unto us, the love that he, he, he has for us, the love that, love, the love that God has for us is unending, is supernatural, it is unwaving, it's unconditional. And that is the kind of love God, was, God wants us to share among ourselves. And I remember that there is a passage in the Bible that says, the greatest love in the book of John. The greatest commandment is love. He said, love God with the whole of your heart. He said, love God. Love God with the whole of your heart. Nothing else. He said, love your neighbor as yourself. And I remember telling us last week that love your neighbor means everybody around you and love yourself. But if you don't have God's love in your heart, you cannot love yourself, your neighbor. Some people don't even love themselves. So it is when you have God's love in your heart that you will now share that to your neighbor and you will love yourself. And you can only have that love when you receive Christ into your heart as your Lord and personal Savior, surrendering all to God, surrendering all to Christ like God. Me, let your son come and dwell inside of my heart and as it's dwelling in your heart God's love is already there you have that kind of love that God wants us to have a love that does not see evil in men a love that does not see the mistake of people the love that is always seeing the good about everybody the love that wants to share the love that, is, that, that, that the, the well-being and the happiness of people partners to that's the kind of love God is talking about So children, you can imagine if God had to sacrifice the whole man, you just because he's, he's a perfect being. He had no sin, he had no mistake. And he gave it to us so that we can have him as God the Father. Praise the Lord. So children, I want us to know God loves us so much. So how do you have this love in your heart as a child of God? Now you have Christ in your heart. Oh, I accept Lord Christ Jesus as my Lord and personal Savior. How do you now have this love? First and foremost, you have to know that God loves you. God does not see your mistake. No matter what you have done, God loves you so much. It loves you. It does not see. God is not mad at you. Have that. God is not mad at you at all. It loves you. That's not the one thing you have to do to be able to have that God's kind of love in your heart. Number two, you have to obey the commandments of God. Just like our father, our heavenly father and mother, when they give you instructions and you obey, they're happy. The same thing with our God. When he gives you commandments through his book, the Bible, you have to obey. And the greatest of all the commandments is love God with the whole of your heart, love your neighbor as yourself. Because if you love God with the whole of your heart, you will not go into the sins that, we, that was listed in Exodus. 
and do not steal, do not commit adultery, do not commit fornication, do not fight, do not, all those do not, do not. If you love God, you have the fear of God. You wouldn't want to do evil. You don't want to commit any mistake. And even if you commit the mistake, God is there, your father. He will always forgive. The forgiven father. That's one of the actions of love. Forgives us. Forgive the sins of Adam and Eve. That's why you have to bring Jesus Christ to come and die for us. So our God is for you. And number two, he said, love your neighbor as yourself. If you love your neighbor and you love yourself, the fear of God remains in your heart because when you want to do anything against your neighbor, because of the love, you will not want to do it. If you love your neighbor, you will not want to do evil. Even to yourself, you will not want to do it because you love yourself. And because you love God, automatically you will not even go near mistakes and sins. Praise the Lord. And he said, Know that Jesus Christ is our Lord and personal Savior. Know that in your heart. Receive Him into your heart as your Lord and personal Savior. And because of that, God's love sits in your heart. The love of God is always in our heart. Children, I want us. To have this at the back of our heart. The front of our heart, like I say, don't look at the back of our heart. The front of our heart. That God loves us so much. It does not matter who we are. God loves us because it will matter to God. We are important to God. He's, our happiness and our well-being is important to Him. So He loves us. And once you recognize that, you will show love to other people. Us in Jesus' name. So I want us children, after this teaching, sit yourself down and ask yourself questions. Do I have the kind of love that God showed me in my heart? Am I ready to sacrifice? Am I ready to share? Am I ready to forgive? Am I ready to not to see evil in the people? Am I ready to always see the positive as the good part of every human being? Do I love myself? Do I love my friends, neighbor, relatives, people around me? Do I love them? Ask yourself those questions. And when we gather on the evening on Sunday, I will ask Praise the Lord. God bless us as we are listening. And God will make his word to grow in our hearts. And God will make us love everyone around us. And God will give us the understanding of his kind of love. In the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you so much, children. God bless you. Have a blessed and a wonderful day. Bye-bye. Bye. Hello, everyone. My name is Adebin Kwesiakberi. This is the podcast for the children between the ages of 6 to 13. Today, we'll be looking at a very important topic, 
a very important topic to humanity, the reason for our existence. And the topic is titled, God's Love. In our last edition, we talk about love. And I remember we we define love as an expression of affection towards another. And I went on to define it as when the happiness and the well-being of another person matters to you. And I remember we went further to talk about the characteristics of love. And we said love is caring, love is patient, love is kind, love is not proud, love is sharing, love is forgiven, love is not jealous, love does not hate, because love does not even have evil talk at all. I remember we took our memory verse from the book of John chapter 3 verse 16. Like I said last week, many of us know the memory verse from hand. And we said, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believed in that son of his, Jesus Christ, will not perish, but have everlasting life. Today we'll be going deeper and we want to look at God's love. Our memory verse is still the last memory verse. John chapter 3 verse 16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. Praise the Lord. Before we move on, I want us to bow down our heads for prayers. Our God and our Father, we ask of you this morning that in the name of Jesus Christ, give us understanding of the word love, your kind of love, God's love. As we go into the teachings, open our hearts and our ears of understanding to it, so that indeed your love will be shed abroad in our heart and we will have the understanding of how that love can be used in our life transform a life to the glory of your name. For in Jesus Christ's name we are prayed. Praise the Lord. God's love. God's love. Before I will go into the teaching of the word, the topic God's love, I want to tell of a story that we are all familiar with. The story of Adam and Eve in the garden of At creation, God created Adam and Eve and kept them in the garden of Eden, provided all for them. All that any man would think of. They have shelters, they have clothes, they have everything. Food wasn't the problem. Everything was just there in the garden. That's love that will make a father to provide for the children. Just like our heavenly father will always provide for us and our heavenly mother, they are always there meeting our needs. God helping them to meet our needs. Praise the Lord. So in the garden of Eden, they were there. God is always coming down to dwell, fellowship with them, play with them, talk with them, chat with them. But the time came, Adam and Eve made a mistake. They sinned. They disobeyed God. God gave an instruction I said, do not eat out of this fruit for the reason not to God. But as children to God, Adam and Eve, 
they disobeyed God and they ate of the fruit. And that was the mistake they made. And sin came into their life. And they have to leave the comfort zone that God gave unto them because they were ashamed of themselves. And they left into the world. But pained God so much because God loved us. Just like if our daddy or our mommy gave our instructions and we don't obey them. Do you know how painful it is in their hearts when you disobey them and they want to scold you for it? The same thing happened when Adam and Eve made the mistake and they disobeyed God. But God loved them so much that he had to look for another plan. And what was the great plan God had? God had the great plan of sending his son, Jesus Christ, the most valuable thing that God has, the most precious thing that God has, his only begotten son, to come and dwell among us on the surface of the earth, live the life like we live, and die for the mistake that Adam and Eve committed so that we can be made pure we will no longer have the mistake, we will no longer have the sin in us. And we will keep fellowshipping with God. And that's why that memory verse is telling us that whosoever believe in Jesus Christ will have everlasting life. That means once you believe in Jesus Christ, you have a life that is connected back to God, a life of abundance, a life that will take you back to the comfort zone where God gives you everything. So let me move on with our story. Jesus Christ was given birth by Joseph and, and Mary, given birth to the family. Mary gave birth to Jesus Christ. And he grew just like we grew. Jesus Christ grew, he went to school, he does his houses, he obeys his parents, he does not fight, he does not do anything wrong. In fact, he, he was so pure. And while he grew, they made a choice. And what was the choice? The choice to die for us on the cross of Calvary so that he can put on our mistakes, every of our mistakes, every of our disobedience, every of our stubbornness, every of our lying, every of our fighting, every of our selfishness, every of our greedy, every of all those things that we used to do, their mistakes. Put it on, on, on himself nailed to the cross and he died. That was the reason why he came. So that we can come back to Father and have this fellowship with the Father. You can imagine, for the only child of God, only child of God, you can imagine the love that God has for us. He had to sacrifice his own son for us. So that we can come back to him. So that we can be more to him. He took the sin of everybody. And he brought us back to God so that all of us can be children of God. So he sacrificed one precious thing to him, and he had a lot of us. And that is why we should understand that God loves us so much. The love that is sacrificial, the love that is given. And that's why we're going back to those characteristics we learned last week. God is, is, is sharing, God is sacrificial. 
the love that God gives unto us, the love that He He, he has for us, the love that love the love that God has for us is unending, is supernatural, it is unwavering, it's unconditional, and that is the kind of love God was, God wants us to share among ourselves. And I remember that there is a passage in the Bible that says the greatest love in the book of John the greatest commandment is love said love God with the whole of your heart said love God love God with all of your heart nothing else said love your neighbor as yourself and I remember telling us last week that love your neighbor means everybody around you and love yourself but if you don't have God's love in your heart you cannot love your state, your neighbor. Some people don't even love themselves. So it is when you have God's love in your heart that you will now share that to your neighbor and you will love yourself. And you can only have that love when you receive Christ into your heart as your Lord and personal Savior, surrendering all to God, surrendering all to cry like God can you let your son come and dwell inside of my heart and as it's dwelling in your heart God's love is already there you have that kind of love that God wants us to have a love that does not see evil in men a love that does not see the mystic of people the love that is always seeing the good about everybody the love that wants to share the love that is that, that, that the, the well-being and the happiness of people partners to that's the kind of love God is talking about So children, you can imagine if God had to sacrifice the whole humanity just for that. Because he's, he's a perfect being. He had no sin. He had no mistake. And he gave it to us so that we can have him as God the Father. Praise the Lord. So children, I want us to know God loves us so much. So how do you have this love in your heart as a child of God? Now you have Christ in your heart. Oh, I accept Lord Christ Jesus as my Lord and personal Savior. How do you now have this love? First and foremost, you have to know that God loves you. God does not see your mistake. No matter what you have done, God loves you so much. It loves you. It does not see. God is not mad at you. Have that. God is not mad at you at all. It loves you. That's number one thing you have to do to be able to have that God's kind of love in your heart. Number two, you have to obey the commandments of God, just like our Father, our heavenly Father and Mother. When they give you instructions and you obey, they're happy. The same thing with our God. When he gives you commandments through his book, the Bible, you have to obey. And the greatest of all the commandments is love God with the whole of your heart, love your neighbor as yourself. Because if you love God with the whole of your heart, you will not go into the sins that, that was listed in Exodus. That do not steal, do not commit adultery, do not commit fornication, do not fight, do not, all those do not, do not. If you love God, 
you have the fear of God, you will not want to do evil. You don't want to commit any mistake. And even if you commit the mistake, God is there, your Father. He will always forgive. The forgiven Father. That's one of the actions of God. Forgives us. Forgive the sins of Adam and Eve. That's why you have to bring Jesus Christ to come and die for us. So our God is holy. And number two, he said, love your neighbor as yourself. If you love your neighbor and you love yourself, the fear of God remains in your heart because when you want to do anything against your neighbor, because of the love, you will not want to do it. If you love your neighbor, you will not want to do evil. Even to yourself, you will not want to do it because you love yourself. And because you love God, automatically you will not even go near mistakes and sins. Praise the Lord. And he said, Know that Jesus Christ is our Lord and personal Savior. Know that in your heart. Receive Him into your heart as the Lord and personal Savior. And because of that, God's love sits in your heart. The love of God is always in our heart. Children, I want us. To have this at the back of our heart. The front of our heart, like I say, don't look at the back of our heart. The front of our heart. That God loves us so much. It does not matter who we are. God loves us because it doesn't matter to God. We are important to God. He's, our happiness and our well-being is important to Him. So He loves us. And once you recognize that, you will show love to other people. Bless us in Jesus' name. So I want us children, after this teaching, sit yourself down and ask yourself questions. Do I have the kind of love that God showed me in my heart? Am I ready to sacrifice? Am I ready to share? Am I ready to forgive? Am I ready to not to see evil in the people? Am I ready to always see the positive as the good part of every human being? Do I love myself? Do I love my friends, neighbor, relatives, people around me? Do I love them? Ask yourself those questions. And when we gather on the evening on Sunday, I will ask Praise the Lord. God bless us as we are listening. And God will make his word to grow in our hearts. And God will make us love everyone around us. And God will give us the understanding of his kind of love. In the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you so much, children. God bless you. Have a blessed and a wonderful day. Bye-bye. Bye. Hello, everyone. My name is Adebin Kwesiakberi. This is the podcast for the children between the ages of 6 to 13. Today, we'll be looking at a very important topic, a very important topic to humanity. The reason for our existence and the topic is titled God's love. In our last edition, we talked about love. 
and I remember the divine to define love as an expression of affection towards another and I went on to define it as when the happiness and the well-being of another person matters to you and I remember we went further to talk about the characteristics of love and we said love is caring love is patient love is kind love is not proud love is sharing love is forgiven love is not jealous love does not hate because love does not even have evil thought at all i remember we took our memory verse from the book of john chapter 3 verse 16. like i said last week many of us know the memory verse and he said for god so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believe in that son of his jesus christ will not perish but have everlasting life today we'll be going deeper and we want to look at god's love our memory verse is still the last memory verse john chapter 3 verse 16 says for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. Praise the Lord. Before we move on, I want us to bow down our heads for prayers. Our God and our Father, we ask of you this morning that in the name of Jesus Christ, give us understanding of the word love, your kind of love, God's love. As we go into the teachings, open our hearts and our ears of understanding to it. So that indeed, the love will be shed abroad in our heart. And we will have the understanding of how that love can be used in our life. And transform our life to the glory of your name. For in Jesus Christ's name, we are prayed. Praise the Lord. God's love. God's love. Before I will go into the teaching of the word, the topic, God's love, I want to tell of a story that we are all familiar with. The story of Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden. At creation, God created Adam and Eve and kept them in the Garden of Eden, provided all for them. All that any man would think of. They have shelters, they have everything food wasn't the problem everything was just there in the garden and that's love that will make a father to provide for the children just like our heavenly father will always provide for us and our heavenly brother they're always there meeting our needs god helping them to meet our needs praise the lord so in the garden of eden they were there god is always coming down to dwell fellowship with them play with them talk with them chat with them the time came Adam and Eve made a mistake they sinned they disobeyed God God gave an instruction I said do not eat out of this fruit for the reason not to God but as children to God Adam and Eve they disobeyed God and they ate of the fruit and that was the mistake they made sin came into their life and they have to live 
the comfort zone that God gave unto them because they were ashamed of themselves. And they left to the world. But pained God so much because God loved us. Just like if our daddy or our mommy gave our instructions and we don't obey them. Do you know how painful it is in their hearts when you disobey them and they want to scold you for it? The same thing happened when Adam and Eve made the mistake and they disobeyed God. But God loved them so much that he had to look for another plan. And what was the great plan God had? God had the great plan of sending his son, Jesus Christ, the most valuable thing that God has, the most precious thing that God has, his only begotten son, to come and dwell among us on the surface of the earth, live the life like we live, and die for the mistake that Adam and Eve committed, so that we can be made pure, we will no longer have the mistake, we will no longer have the sin in us, and we'll keep fellowshipping with God. And that's why that memory verse is telling us that whosoever believe in Jesus Christ will have everlasting life. That means once you believe in Jesus Christ, you have a life that is connected back to God, a life of abundance, a life that will take you back to the comfort zone where God gives you everything. So let me move on with our story. Jesus Christ was given birth by Joseph and, and Mary was given back to the family. Mary gave back to Jesus Christ. And he grew just like we grew. Jesus Christ grew. He went to school. He does his houses. He obeys his parents. He does not fight. He does not do anything wrong. In fact, he, he was so pure. He had no mistake inside of him. And while he grew, they made a choice. And what was the choice? The choice to die for us on the cross of Calvary so that he can put on our mistakes, every of our mistakes, every of our disobedience, every of our stubbornness, every of our lying, every of our fighting, every of our selfishness, every of our greedy, every of all those things that we used to do, their mistakes. Put it on, on, on himself. And he was nailed to the cross. That was the reason why he came. So that we can come back to Father and have this fellowship with the Father. You can imagine, for the only child of God, only child of God, you can imagine the love that God has for us. He had to sacrifice his own son for us. So that we can come back to him. So that we can be more to him. He took the sin of everybody and he brought us back to God so that all of us can be children of God. So he sacrificed one precious thing to him and he had a lot of us. And that is why we should understand that God loves us so much. The love that is sacrificial, the love that is given. And that's why we're going back to those characteristics we learned last week. God is, is, is sharing. God is sacrificial. The love that God gives unto us, the love that he, he, he has for us, the love that love, the love that God has for us is unending, is supernatural, it is unwaving, it's unconditional. And that is the kind of love 
us, God wants us to share among ourselves. And I remember that there is a passage in the Bible that says the greatest love in the book of John, the greatest commandment is love. It said love God with the whole of your heart. It said love God, love God with all of your heart, nothing else. It said love your neighbor as yourself. And I remember telling us last week that love your neighbor means everybody around you and love yourself. But if you don't have God's love in your heart, you cannot love your state, your neighbor. Some people don't even love themselves. So it is when you have God's love in your heart that you will now share that to your neighbor and you will love yourself. And you can only have that love when you receive Christ into your heart as your Lord and personal Savior, surrendering all to God, surrendering all to Christ like God. Me, let your son come and dwell inside of my heart and as it's dwelling in your heart God's love is already there you have that kind of love that God wants us to have a love that does not see evil in men a love that does not see the mystic of people the love that is always seeing the good about everybody the love that wants to share the love that, is, that, that, that the, the well-being and the happiness of people partners to that's the kind of love God is talking about So children, you can imagine if God had to sacrifice the whole humanity just for that. Because he's, he's a perfect being. He had no sin. He had no mistake. And he gave it to us so that we can have him as God the Father. Praise the Lord. So children, I want us to know God loves us so much. So how do you have this love in your heart as a child of God? Now you have Christ in your heart. Oh, I accept Lord Christ Jesus as my Lord and personal Savior. How do you now have this love? First and foremost, you have to know that God loves you. God does not see your mistake. No matter what you have done, God loves you so much. It loves you. It does not see. God is not mad at you. Have that. God is not mad at you at all. It loves you. That's number one thing you have to do to be able to have that God's kind of love in your heart. Number two, you have to be, obey the commandments of God. Just like our father, our heavenly father and mother, when they give you instructions and you obey, they're happy. The same thing with our God. But he gives you commandments through his book, the Bible. You have to obey. And the greatest of all the commandments is love God with the whole of your heart, love your neighbor as yourself. Because if you love God with the whole of your heart, you will not go into the sins that, we, that was listed in Exodus. That do not steal, do not commit adultery, do not commit fornication, do not fight, do not, all those do not, do not. You love God, you have the fear of God. You wouldn't want to do evil. You don't want to commit any mistake. And even if you commit a mistake, God is there, your father. He will always forgive. The forgiven father. That's one of the actions of love. Forgives us. 
Forgive the sins of Adam and Eve as we have to bring Jesus Christ to come and die for us. So our God is for you. Then number two, he said, love your neighbor as yourself. If you love your neighbor and you will love yourself, the fear of God remains in your heart because when you want to do anything against your neighbor, because of the love, you will not want to do it. If you love your neighbor, you will not want to do evil. Even to yourself, you will not want to do it because you love yourself. And because you love God, automatically you will not even go near mistakes and sins. Praise the Lord. And he said, know that Jesus Christ is our Lord and personal Savior. Know that in your heart. Receive him into your heart as the Lord and personal Savior. And because of that, God's love sits in your heart. The love of God is always in our heart. Children, I want us to have this at the back of our heart. The front of our heart, like I say, not look at the back of our heart, the front of our heart. That God loves us so much. It does not matter who we are. God loves us because it will matter to God. We are important to God. He's our happiness and our well-being is important to him. So he loves us. And once you recognize that, you will show love to other people. God bless us in Jesus' name. So I want us children, after this teaching, sit yourself down and ask yourself questions. Do I have the kind of love God showed me in my heart. Am I ready to sacrifice? Am I ready to share? Am I ready to forgive? Am I ready to not to see evil in the people? Am I ready to always see the positive as the good part of every human being? Do I love myself? Do I love my friends, neighbor, relatives, people around me? Do I love them? Ask yourself those questions. And when we gather on the evening on Sunday, Praise the Lord. God bless us as we are listening. And God will make his word to grow in our hearts. And God will make us love everyone around us. And God will give us the understanding of his kind of love. In the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you so much, children. God bless you. Have a blessed and a wonderful day. Bye-bye. Bye. Hello, children. My name is Adebi Mpesi Akwere. This is the podcast for children between the ages of 6 to 10 years old. Hello, children. How are you doing? You're welcome. Today we'll be looking at a topic titled Jesus, the Son of God. In our previous series, we have been talking about love. And we looked at God's love. We look at the worldly love. Today we are looking at love himself, the Son of God, Jesus Christ. We all know the story of how Jesus Christ was given birth to. I know if I ask any one of you here, you can tell 
that Jesus Christ was given birth to by Mary and the father Joseph and the pregnancy was from God through the power of the Holy Spirit we all know that in our last memory verse we'll talk to, we'll from the book of John 3 16 that for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son note that only begotten son Jesus Christ that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life in that memory verse and that verse that we read note the path the only son of God that is to tell us that Jesus Christ is the son of God we'll be looking at our Bible text this morning from the book of John chapter 1 verse 1 to 3 it said, I read from here, in the beginning, the word already existed. The word was with God, and the word was God. From the very beginning, the word was with God. Through him, God made all things. Not one thing in all creation was made without him. The word was the source of life. And this light brought light to people. The light shines in darkness, and darkness has never put it on. We go further to read to 6. From 6, we'll move on and on. Chapter, verse 6 says, God sent his messenger, a man named John, who came to tell people about the light, so that all should hear the message and believe. He himself was not the light. He came to tell us about the light. This was the real light. The light comes into the world and shine on all people. The world was in the world. And though God made the world through him, yet the world did not recognize him. He came to his own and his own did not receive him. Some, however, did receive him and believe in him. So he gave them the right to become God's children. Praise the Lord. We are stopping at verse 12. So we took our Bible passage from the book of John, chapter 1, verse 1 to 12. This is talking about Jesus Christ here. It said in the beginning, the word, that's word, the word, W-O-R-D, is already existing. Who is this word? The word is Jesus Christ that has existed before the creation of this world. Then the word has been with God. Jesus Christ has been existing with God because he is the son of God. And the word was God. So you can separate the father from the son. So Jesus Christ is the Son of God. He has been living with God in the heavenlies. From the very beginning before this world was created, he has been there. And through him, all of the things that, was, that were created on the surface of this earth were created. There was nothing that is on the surface of this earth that you see the tree, the animals, the water, the ocean, people, everything that you can ever think of that is existing in this our world that we find ourselves was created 
by him. And that word, Jesus Christ, because Jesus Christ is the word, that word came to life, to live in our midst. And who brought that word to life? Who brought Jesus Christ to life? It was the breath of God inside of Mary that formed Jesus Christ in the belly of Mary. And Mary carried the pregnancy of Jesus Christ and gave birth to Jesus Christ as a living being just like us. Just like the way our father and our mother gave birth to us as a baby. You might not know when you were given birth, but you have seen parents give birth to children and you know the way they were. That was how Jesus Christ came. So Jesus Christ was inside of Mary by the power of the Holy Spirit, the breath of God that formed Jesus Christ inside of Mary. Joseph was his father then. Good. So we'll move on. He came to life and this life brought light to people. When Jesus Christ came, he came as light. How? Because for as many of us that receive the light, that receive him as our Lord and personal Savior, we will no longer walk in darkness. We will no longer live in sin. Sin is the dark world. Living in sin is just living in darkness. So when Jesus Christ came to this world to dwell among us, he brought light. He brought deliverance. He brought freedom. He brought light and shine it into darkness. Okay, we move further. The light shine in darkness and darkness can never put it off. Because he's a holy one, is the pure one, he shines into every form of sins. When you give your life to Christ, then sins is gone away finally. And you have the life of Christ inside of you that is light. It illuminates you. It shines into your sin. You will not want to sin again because you now have Christ inside of you. It put out every form of darkness. Now, God now sent, when we go further to verse 6, saying that God sent a messenger named John, John the Baptist, to come before Jesus Christ, to come and tell the people of this world that, there is a savior that is coming. There is the son of God that is coming to light up and deliver us from every kind of slavery, every kind of bondage to liberate us from sin. So he has come before Jesus Christ to preach to the people of the world that there is a Messiah coming. He himself does not know when he sees the Messiah, but God has told him before that when you see the Messiah, the very minute you baptize and dip him inside water, you will see a dove on his head. And that shows that that is my son. And I remember when we go through the stories further, there was a time in, your, in the videos you have watched in the past, but I've seen where Jesus Christ was dipped inside water and a dove flew and came upon his head. And there was a voice in the heaven that said, this is my only son that I'm well pleased with. Praise the Lord. So, John the Baptist was preaching about Jesus Christ. That he is not the light. People should not just come 
and be worshipping our motto, turn into idol. That he is just trying to preach to the people, letting them know that there is a light that is coming, and that is Jesus Christ. Is the light, is the word of God, is the breath of God. Praise the Lord. And verse 10 said, The word was in this world, and though God made the word through him, the fact that Jesus Christ made everything the surface of this world. He came and the people of this world did not recognize him as the creator of all things. Praise the Lord. Even when they knew him, they don't accept him. Many people did not give their life to Christ. We are privileged to have been born into a Christian home and we have made up our mind. I know we have made up our mind to accept him into our heart and we have accepted him before now. He's dwelling in our heart. We are his children. So, they did not receive him. But for as many that receive him as their Lord and personal Savior, just like we have done that, I am sure we are all, we, are, we all have received him as our Lord and personal Savior. And for as many of us that have done that, we are also the children of God. So Jesus Christ is the Son of God who has connected us back to the Father as the children of God if we only accept him as our Lord, our personal Savior, knowing that he is the Son of God and all power belongs to him because whatever the Father holds, the child or the children holds them too. Praise the Lord. So today we will be going further to talk about Jesus Christ more. Who is Jesus Christ for us? Jesus Christ, according to the book of John, chapter 1, verse 2, that we read, is the word of God, the spoken word of God, is the breath of God, is everything that God says. That is who Jesus Christ is. Is the word of God. According to the passage we read, in John 5, John chapter 5, verse 18, Jesus Christ is the Son of God. Like I said earlier, He's been dwelling, staying with God in the heavenlies. When man sinned, another man, Eve, that God loved so much, left the Garden of Eden because of the sin. God still looked at us because of the abundance of love, the unconditional love, the unwavering love that He had for us. And he gave us that only Son that he created the whole world with as a sacrifice to come and dwell in our midst just like we are growing up he grew up like us too to die for our sin we talked about that in the last edition that he was sacrificed for us to be reconciled back to father and that's what we are enjoying today so jesus christ is the word of god Jesus Christ is the Son of God. Jesus Christ is the Holy One, H-O-L-Y-O-N-E. Holy One, somebody that is pure, that have no sin, that is a sanctified vessel for God. Jesus Christ is pure, he has no sin, 
he has no guilt even while he's growing up as a child just like we are growing he does not go near sin so as children we should be an exemplary children wherever we find ourselves live an holy life a life that is free from all kind of sin lying stealing fighting backbiting gossiping cheating bullying and so many other ones so jesus christ is the word of god is the son of god is the only one jesus christ is also the teacher from god you will see this in the book of john chapter 3 verse 2 is the teacher from god he came to dwell in our midst to teach us the way we should live our life the right way to live our life the right things to do that god has commanded us to do he came to teach us and he lived that kind of life in our midst jesus christ number five said is the bread of life from heaven for as many that have received jesus christ just like in the book of john it is written john 3 16 for as many that believe in him to them he gives everlasting life for god so loved the word that he gave his only begotten son to us that whosoever believe in him shall not die but shall not perish but have everlasting life so is the bread of life when you are setting into your life you have abundance of life when you keep eating it when you keep loving when i say eating it that means you keep loving him you just want to be around him you want to obey his commandments you just want to please god for everything then you have abundance of life everything comes to you so easy praise the lord then jesus christ is the lamb of god the lamb of god we all know that the baby of of a la of a sheep a sheep is called the lamb the lamb the lamb the lord is our shepherd the lamb of god so jesus christ is just a baby to our god that the lamb of god the lamb that was used to sacrifice and connect us back to father the lamb of god the son of god then we are looking at number seven now said jesus christ is our wonderful counselor in the book of isaiah 9 6 we all can say that the government if you read it very well let me open to the book of isaiah 6 isaiah 9 chapter 6 the book of Isaiah 9, chapter 6. Can we open our Bible to the book of Isaiah 9, chapter 6? Isaiah 9, chapter 6. I'll read from here. It said, A child is born to us. A son is given to us. And he will be our ruler. He will be called Wonderful. He will be called Counselor. He will be called the Mighty God. He will be called the Eternal Father and the Prince of Peace. Isaiah chapter 9 verse 6. All of this is the name of Jesus Christ. He's wonderful, full of wonders. 
Our God is full of wonders. He's our counselor. He guides us aright. He's our eternal father, the God that lives forever. He's our prince of peace. Gives us peace. He's the owner of peace. He's peace himself. So when you receive him into your life, you have a wonderful life. When you receive him to your life, you have peace. When you receive Christ into your life, you have everlasting life. That is eternal life. When you receive Christ into your life, you are guided, right? He's our counselor. He guides us aright. Praise the Lord. Praise Master Jesus. So, as children of God, because we have received Christ into our life, we are also the same thing. We can do everything that the Son, Jesus Christ, did and is still doing through the Holy Spirit every day of our life. We can do the same thing. All we just need to do is accept Him as our Lord and personal Savior, know Him as the child of God, know Him that is the Son of the Almighty God. He has the power to do all the things that God is doing. And because we have been redeemed back to God by the blood of Jesus Christ, we have the power to, to create, to say a thing and it is established. We have the power, the right to be joyful, to be wonderful, Praise the Lord. So today, we have been able to look at the topic titled, Jesus, the Son of God. Praise the Lord. I hope you understand everything that we have learned this morning. And by the time we'll be meeting, I will ask questions concerning all of this. So before I will conclude, I want us to go back and take our memory verse because we have omitted that part of our memory verse. It's important for us to always recite our memory verse. So our memory verse is taken from the book of Matthew chapter 3 verse 17 which says, And suddenly a voice came from heaven saying, this is my beloved son, in whom I am well pleased. I'll take it again. The book of Matthew chapter 3 verse 17. And suddenly a voice came from heaven saying, This is my beloved son, in whom I am well pleased. That is to tell us, and this period was the period that John the Baptist was, was baptizing Jesus Christ. And as soon as Jesus Christ was, was lifted up, the dove came, that's the sign, came upon him. And the voice came from everyone and said, This is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. So for as many that have received him as their Lord and personal Savior, God is pleased with us. God is happy with us. God loves us. The love of God over our life is unconditional. It is unwavering. It is unending. 
It is agape. It is everlasting. God bless us in Jesus' name. So, that is how we're going to end it today. We've been able to look at our memory verse. We took our Bible text from John 1, chapter 1, verse 1 to 3. And we've been able to talk about who Jesus Christ is. That Jesus Christ is the Son of God. That Jesus Christ is the Word of God. That Jesus Christ is the bread, bread of life. That Jesus Christ is our counselor. Jesus Christ is the Almighty, Eternal Father. Jesus Christ is the Prince of Peace. Jesus Christ is the teacher from heaven. Jesus Christ is the only one. Jesus Christ is the Lamb of God. God bless us in Jesus' name. Can we bow down our heads for prayers? Our God and our Father, we thank you. We appreciate you for who you are in our life. We thank you for always revealing yourself to us and letting us to know more about you. God, accept our thanks in the name of Jesus Christ. This morning, Almighty Father, we have left at your feet, telling us who Jesus Christ, your Son, is to us. Making us to understand and have the assurance that for as many that believe in him, we are called the children of God. We are your children. Father Lord, we ask that you protect and watch over us. Give us understanding of you every day of our life. And every time we sit at your feet to learn, my God and my Father, give us understanding. And every word that we have learned, Baba, let it manifest. Let us be the doers of those words in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, everlasting King of glory. For in Jesus Christ's name, we have prayed. Thank you very much, children. We'll meet later tomorrow by 6 for our review. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. Bye-bye.